Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Andy Jago. I'm recording this at Bethany Lutheran Church, 2501 Beacon Hill Road in Alexandria, Virginia. And we're taking a break from the story in the Article 7 podcast. That's the long series that we're doing to read through the Bible. I've been a little slow getting those podcasts out in 2016. I did not want to be slow to get out what we are doing right now, which is our journey to the cross and the empty tomb throughout Holy Week. The service I'd like to share with you is highlights from our Good Friday Tenebrae service. Tenebrae means of darkness, and it is a service that comes out of our monastic traditions. The sanctuary gets gradually darker uh, as we read through the passion of Jesus Christ and meditate in word and in music. The sermon at the end is focused on one of the characters that appears in all the different passion accounts. So as you meditate and as you listen to the music, as we draw close to the cross together, may the Lord bless this as we continue our journey toward the resurrection and toward Easter time.
For it is not an enemy who taunts me, then I could bear it. It is not an adversary who deals insolent with me, then I could hide from him. But it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. We used to take sweet counsel together. Within God's house we walked in the throne. When Jesus rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. While he was still speaking, there came a crowd. And the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and officers of the temple and elders who had come out against him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness." Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man who stands next to me, declares the Lord of hosts. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. I will turn my hand against the little ones.
by the waters of Babylon. There we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there we hung up our lyres. For there our captains required of us songs. And our tormentors mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song of foreign land? When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate, the governor. Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, What is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed, and he went and hanged himself. But the chief priest, taking the pieces of silver, said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, since it is blood money. So they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom a piece had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner named Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of the envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, His wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation who consider that he was cut off of the land of the living. Stricken for the transgression of my people.
Barabbas. The crowd wanted Barabbas. Now, some stories have been made up about this man, including one written by our own Beth Lehman in her book, The Unnamed. The testimony of the Gospels is that he was arrested, murder, robbery, some sort of insurrection. You may be familiar with violence, but to make a character of this man, we have very little to go on. What we do know is this. He was the first person to see and truly comprehend what Jesus' death means for us on Good Friday. I say that because Jesus literally took the place of Barabbas. This criminal would go free, and Jesus would be executed. Literally. I try not to use that word, since it's really very abused by English speakers today. People say, that literally blew my mind when their head is very much attached. So I don't like it. However, it is appropriate to use literally when something actually, not just metaphorically, happens. So think about it. When we Christians are asked, what happened on this day? What do we say? We say, Christ died for my sins. Christ died for us. And that's accurate. Without Jesus' sacrifice, we would face God's judgment in eternity. We would die. However, this Barabbas, who was mentioned in all the gospel accounts, he was about to meet justice. And an innocent man does indeed take his place. For the sake of our meditation this evening, let's say that after Barabbas goes free, he follows Jesus. Now, we don't know if this is what he did or not. He very well could have run far away and gone into hiding, giddy that he was still alive. Again, for the sake of our Good Friday meditation, let's just imagine Barabbas following at a safe distance to satisfy a morbid curiosity. What would have happened to him if the crowd had not chosen Jesus to be executed? So he looks on while Jesus is stripped, beaten, and spit on, Jesus is forced to take a large piece of wood upon his back, that flesh already being flayed at the hands of the soldiers. And now Jesus takes on the weight of that wood. He's marched away, drops of his blood falling upon the stones. Does Barabbas watch and feel that weight upon his shoulders as well? thinking to himself, that should have been my cross. And then as he follows down the street, perhaps taking his fingers down to the stones and coming up and looking at them with his eyes saying, this should have been my blood. 
Barabbas catches up to where the procession has stopped for a moment, and there a group of women keep wailing, their voices going above the crowd, shouting for Jesus' death. Was there someone that cared about Barabbas? Who would have been mourning his death in that way? The procession stops again when the weight of the cross crushes down upon Jesus. And now Barabbas watches as someone is grabbed from the crowd. He doesn't want to be there. But he is taken up by events that are well beyond his control. And so this man, Simon, carries the cross. Now we're outside the gate on a lonely stone hill. Barabbas is there watching the soldiers hold this man down, their hands pushing Jesus back into the wood of the cross. That same flesh that was beaten, tender and bloody by their earlier torture. And now they bind up his hands and his feet. I don't think... No, I know. I wouldn't be able to watch what happens next. Let's imagine Barabbas, a man of violence or someone used to violence, standing transfixed. When the large nails are positioned and the mallet comes down, with each sickening strike, Barabbas knows Jesus is taking his place. Those should have been his nails. But instead, the crowd hears the tortured cries of this other man. Cross is lifted. And there are some there who are clearly happy and satisfied to see this man suffer and die, while others, the women, they are suffering terribly to see this Jesus on the cross. Who is he? Barabbas wonders. And what is that he's saying? Forgive? Forgive them. Yes, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. Who would forgive people who do this? If it were a Barabbas on the cross, would he not call down every curse he could possibly think of on these people, on these soldiers who are standing by? Could he forgive any of these people? Who would do that? Perhaps he thinks on this as hours go by in darkness. Somehow the sun cannot seem to shine down on this man who suffers in agony on the cross. I imagine that after a while, the bold taunts of the religious leaders were replaced by worried looks as the darkness kept continuing. Barabbas hears the women wail. The others who were crucified with Jesus moan in agony. And then the voice of this man saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why indeed? Barabbas takes a moment to ponder. How could someone be so hated and so loved? 
Didn't Pilate, the governor, say he could find nothing to accuse this man? Then why was he on the cross? What crime had he committed? Barabbas had committed a crime. There was blood on his hands, and that should have been him being executed. Why? Why is this man dying in my place? He wonders. We do not know, of course, that Barabbas would even ask these kinds of existential questions. But this Good Friday, I'm imagining him asking the questions we all should ask. Why? Why? Because we were God's enemies in need of reconciliation. Why? Because otherwise we would be eternally separated from God. Why? Because we could never defeat our sinful, selfish nature on our own. Why? So that we may have faith that death and suffering in this life for the family of God, it is not the end. Why? To fulfill prophecy. Why? To know that there is strength even in weakness. Why? Because God so loved the world. Barabbas may not have known any of that, of course. Yet he was caught up in God's story. He was able to experience biblical truth in a more concrete and real way than we can. Christ died for him. So, dear friends, we are Barabbas. And like Barabbas, I suppose, we are free. We could run back to our old lives and waste them in deeds of selfishness. Or we can follow to the cross. Like Barabbas, we have been given a second chance. Who was he, this character? He's in all the Gospels. Did he ever stop to contemplate his role in all these events? Like Simon of Cyrene, Joseph of Arimathea, the unknown centurion who was there at the foot of the cross. These individuals come in for a moment and their part is so important and yet after there's barely a whisper more. And I sense there's more to this story. That's why I'm so drawn to Barabbas. I see him in shock and disbelief with so many questions. Sure, he could run away. But I see him drawn by these questions to the cross. Perhaps even staying there to the end when gently 
reverently. The body of Jesus is wrapped and carried away. Looking on is this man feeling in equal parts horror and relief. And there is so much to say after all that he has seen, all this man has done for him. So much more he could say. But I imagine only two words coming out of his mouth. Thank you. Please rise. Deliver us from evil. 